Job chapter 36 verse 1. And Elihu addeth and saith. Elihu, the youngest speaker in this book, is still talking. To honor me a little, and I show thee that yet forgot our words. He says, bear with me longer as I continue my speech. 3. I lift up my knowledge from afar, and to my Maker I ascribe righteousness. 4. For truly my words are not false, the perfect in knowledge is with thee. He says he's honoring God by speaking, in a roundabout way saying that his words are from the Lord. 5. Lo, God is mighty, and despiseth not, mighty in power and heart. And that's true. He is extolling the name of the Lord. He says that God is not against anyone in an evil way. He believes that if God allows you to suffer, he must be against you. And that's faulty thinking. That's too simplistic. It puts God in a box. It doesn't allow him to have any reason to allow us to suffer beyond judging us. Yet there's all kinds of reasons why God would let us suffer that have nothing to do with judging us. Elihu is lifting up the name of the Lord, yet what he's saying about the Lord isn't totally true. And there are pastors today who lift up the name of the Lord and they praise and worship the Lord, but not everything that they say about God is true. Not all of their theology is square with the Bible. So we have to be careful that just because somebody is a fan of Jesus and a fan of God, that doesn't mean that everything they say is true doctrine. 6. He reviveth not the wicked, and the judgment of the poor appointeth. That is to say that God does not help wicked people out, and he gives justice to the poor and the merciful. Now, he does sustain wicked people all throughout their lives. He doesn't enable them to sin, but he allows them to sin a lot of times for his ultimate goal, and he will still give them food, shelter, and clothing, and keep them alive according to his ultimate plan, and to allow them plenty of time to repent. He is going to bring justice for Job, but it certainly hasn't come yet, and Job had to suffer so much before he got justice, but Elihu is making it sound like we get instant justice when we're hurting. That isn't true. Some people suffer for years and years and years, and sometimes the justice that we receive will simply be going to heaven and receiving our rewards and gifts there. In this life, there are some people who never got rewarded when they suffered. 7. He withdraweth not from the righteous his eyes, and from kings on the throne, and causeth them to sit forever, and they are high. It says he doesn't take his eyes off of the righteous. Now this is true. God is intently watching Job. However, that doesn't mean that he will never allow the righteous to suffer. Again, it's faulty thinking. It's too simplistic. Elihu is saying that because God is watching over you, he'll never let you suffer, and that isn't true. 8. And if prisoners and fetters, they are captured with cords of affliction. 9. Then he declareth to them their work and their transgressions, because they have become mighty. Elihu says that if a person is trapped in chains and imprisoned, then God will tell them what sin brought them to that.
But we see in the New Testament that Paul and Silas and Peter were all chained and imprisoned, but no sin brought them to that. They were actually imprisoned because they were sharing the gospel with people. So there again is another contradiction with scripture. 10. And he uncovereth their ear for instruction, and saith that they turn back from iniquity. The Lord instructs people in how to obey him and how to repent of their sin. 11. If they do hear and serve, they complete their days in good and their years in pleasantness. But that isn't square with John the Baptist's life. He got his head cut off and he died early. That isn't square with Jesus' life, who was crucified and died early. And that isn't square with a parable that Jesus taught about the poor man and Lazarus. The poor man obeyed God and died in poverty and sickness in that parable. And many people around the world are getting persecuted and martyred because they're Christians. 12. And if they do not hearken, by the dart they pass away and expire without knowledge. The dart would mean they die by violence. 13. And the profane in heart set the face, they cry not when he hath bound them. Elihu says that if a man is wicked, he won't cry out to the Lord when the Lord has bound him. He's contradicting himself because clearly Job has cried out to the Lord, but I guess Elihu is saying that if Job doesn't repent, he isn't genuinely crying out to the Lord. But Job has done nothing but cry out to the Lord. 14. Their soul dieth in youth, and their life among the defiled. And again, he's saying that wicked people die early. But you know, there are kings and queens and emperors and all kinds of rulers and famous people who died at a really old age, even though they hated God. 15. He draweth out the afflicted in his affliction, and uncovereth in oppression their ear. However, God draws near to the innocent who are afflicted, and he removes oppression from their lives. 16. And also he moved thee from a straight place to a broad place, no straightness under it, and the sitting beyond of thy table hath been full of fatness. Elihu mentions that God had blessed Job greatly and given him a huge table, lots of provision, a huge household, lots of children, to comfort him. 17. And the judgment of the wicked thou hast fulfilled. Judgment and justice are upheld because of fury. Elihu is saying, however, even though God blessed you to woo you to him, he is now punishing you because of your wickedness. So Elihu is saying that Job was wicked before God made him rich and powerful in order to get him to repent, but then Job never repented, so now God is punishing him. He's saying that Job was wicked for a long, long time before he even became rich. 18. Lest he move thee with a stroke, and the abundance of an atonement turn thee not aside. Elihu says, don't accept bribes, or God will punish you in, in one swipe, or in one stroke. 19. Doth he value thy riches? He hath gold and all the forces of power. It's like Elihu is crazy, because now he's talking as if Job still has riches, Job still has his property and maybe some other things, but he's lost so much. He isn't in any way as rich as he used to be. And yet Elihu is now giving him advice on how to live righteously as a rich man. I think Elihu is just talking too much and really digging himself into a big hole. He's even contradicting himself at this point. 
20. Desire not the night for the going up of peoples in their stead. Evil people love to practice evil at nighttime, like fornication, drinking, murder, and things like that that happen at night. Elihu is telling Job, don't look forward to the night when you can sin. Job is in so much pain with his disease, and he's been sitting on ashes for days and days and days. I don't know what Elihu thinks Job would like to do as far as sin. When you're in that much pain, you don't want to do anything. 21. Take heed, do not turn unto iniquity, for on this thou hast fixed rather than on affection. He's saying don't attack other people at nighttime. Don't sin against other people instead of loving other people. 22. Lo, God doth sit on high by his power. Who is like him? A teacher. He's reminding Job that God is all-powerful, and he sees everything that Job does. 23. Who hath appointed unto him his way, and who said, Thou hast done iniquity? Who can tell the Lord that the Lord has done wrong? They're putting words in Job's mouth because he never actually said that the Lord had sinned. He just said the facts of reality, that he was obeying the Lord, and the Lord still brought evil into his life and allowed him to suffer. He never judged God for that, but his friends are saying, that would mean that God is evil, and therefore you have judged God. So they've read too much into what Job said. Job simply stated the facts. God has allowed Job to suffer in spite of Job's righteousness. 24. Remember that thou magnify his work that men have beheld. 25. All men have looked on it. Man looketh attentively from afar. Elihu reminds Job to always extol the name of the Lord for all of his works that all mankind can see. And that's great advice, but it isn't going to help Job right now at this moment. Job already does that. 26. Lo, God is high, and we do not the number of his years. Yea, there is no searching. God is way above us, and we don't know how old he is. 27. When he doth diminish droppings of the waters, they refine rain according to its vapor. He's talking about how God allows the rain to fall back into the ocean according to how much evaporation has occurred. So they knew all about precipitation and evaporation back then. 28. Which clouds do drop, they distill on man abundantly. He's talking about the rain cycle. It's so funny how today we think that ancient people were stupid, but it's really the other way around. They were a lot smarter than we were. 29. Yea, doth any understand the spreadings out of a cloud, the noises of his tabernacle? Tabernacle is your tent or your dwelling, and Elihu is saying, we have no comprehension of how the rain cycle really works. We only know that it's there. He lives way above the rain cycle, and we have no understanding of it, which is absolutely true. Even today, just because you know there is a rain cycle doesn't mean that you understand how it works. There's no scientist who can really explain how it works. And the ancient people were smart enough to know how stupid they were, but today people are so stupid they don't even know they're stupid. And we try to say that we understand things when we clearly don't. We only know that things exist. 30. Lo, he hath spread over it his light, and the roots of the sea he hath covered. Elihu mentions that God spreads lightning out over the ocean and illuminates his ocean during a storm. 31. For by them he doth judge peoples, he giveth food in abundance. 
This is one of the ways that he judges the world, and he shines his light on the world, even using lightning. And he also provides food to every living creature and every human on earth. 32. By two palms he hath covered the light, and layeth a charge over it in meeting. God uses his hands to control the light over earth and the lightning and where it goes. 33. He showeth by it to his friend substance, anger against perversity. There's a mistranslation here with the word friend. The word in this translation that says friend, it actually means cattle and cows. Elhu said that the lightning even shows the cattle when a storm is coming. So he even gives knowledge and understanding to animals. Now in the next chapter, Elihu is going to conclude his speech, and then after that, God will speak. But Elihu has more to say in the next chapter. And that concludes Job chapter 36.